Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. However, today, Psalm 100, I read it at the beginning. I'm going to read it again. And um, I want to just, I want to touch on a few things this morning. And I, I, I want you, I want you to know that my heart today is, is one of love. Uh, without compromise of the word of God. Uh, sometimes we may figure, well, hey, uh, love will never compromise the word of God. Never. You need to stand on the word of God. And it says here in, in Psalms 100, there's five verses. There's in right smack dab in the middle, chapter or verse 3, is is the key to verses 1 and 2 and 4 and 5. And so we're going to touch on, on, on verse 3 to begin with, but I want to read the whole psalm again, and if we could have that up on the screen. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Can we give a shout to the Lord this morning? You know what? I, uh, so yesterday, uh, I, I was with my brother-in-law, Denny. Denny was over to our place. He's got a lot of restrictions. He's not allowed to come here. He's restricted in coming here. He's allowed to come to our place uh, once a week. Uh, when we pick him up, we are not allowed to uh, be maskless in our vehicle. We have to wear a mask, otherwise he can't come. And we all have opinions about that. This is where we are at this point in our land. But yesterday as we got together, there was, uh, there was a shout as we watched the game. He likes watching hockey. And uh, so Danny and I watched the game between the Leafs and, and Vancouver yesterday. The Leafs lost. Uh, but the very first goal that they scored, I, I recall just going, saying, yes! It was, yes! Um, hey, uh, so I was rooting for Toronto. There was a, there was a shout. <laughs> this is for a hockey game. Are you kidding me? Some of you saying, are you kidding me, Pastor? Or some of you can say, yeah, I relate. But I'll tell you, when it comes to make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands, that we can be more excited about the Lord than about a, a, a stupid hockey puck going into a net. So let me just say again, make a sh joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Let's give a shout on to the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. The Lord is good. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I'll tell you right now, there are certain things that our government and our first, our first wave that we went through, we were not allowed to sing. I'll tell you right now, I sang. I sang. You say, Pastor... 
how can you sing when they say don't sing? There are certain things that we cannot do because of the government telling, I am going to obey the government over man or over God. I'm going to obey, sorry, let me say it again. I'm going to obey God over the government when it comes to worship. Now, some of you, and I, 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 today, I, listen, you may know, you know where I stand. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to, listen, there is such a range of views even here in this place this morning. And I want to touch on that because I need to. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. This is the word of God. We need to do it. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I'm going to go back into this verse. Let me finish the rest of the, this, this chapter. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So there's this whole aspect of our, uh, how we should be when, it, when we come into the house of the Lord. With thanksgiving, with praise. This morning there was thanksgiving and praise that went up to him. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. All right. You might come this morning, even now I said, let's make a joyful noise or, or a shout, a joyful shout unto the Lord. Somebody say, woohoo, it's, it's coming out, but it may not be there. It's a shout to a certain extent, may not, not be joyful. There might be this thing of, I serve the Lord, but it's not with gladness. I come before his presence, I may or may not sing. If I sing, maybe I'm singing with only half my heart. I enter his gates with thanksgiving or not. But I come, I enter into his courts. I may not praise him. I may or may not be thankful. I may or may, or may not bless his name. But verse 3, if we get to know verse 3, it will help us for the, the adverbs that we need to do. An adverb is a descriptor of a verb. So a verb is an action, a thing that we do. Uh, an adverb is describes how we do it. So when we shout a joyful shout, the joyful is the adverb. It describes how we shout. When we serve the Lord, gladness is the, the action or the adverb as well that describes this thing of serving the Lord, that I would do it <clears throat> with gladness. So these adverbs and verbs, for us to do them, if I know, verse 3, there's a work that can be done on me. Now, today this, this message is entitled Yada. Can we all say Yada. Yada. So it's, you know, yada. Oh, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? <clears throat> this word yada is the word, the very first word in verse 3 is 
No. No. And there's a number of things that need to be known in this verse that is powerful. And if we grab a hold of it, we, it'll begin to change our spirit, which will Im impact our soul, which will impact us physically. Every part of our being, it will impact us as we know certain things. The beginning of the, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It says again and again. To know certain things. Hey, when you get to know certain things, it's like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Now I do. And there's a, a releasing uh, with the information and knowledge that we have. So, to know. This word yada is to know or learn to know. So today, if you didn't know what I'm going to be speaking on, you will get, learn to know because it's being taught. There's, there's sometimes with knowledge, there's a perceiving. There's a perceiving. There's a finding out. There's a seeing. There's a discerning. There's a distinguishing. So as we begin to have information about something, as we begin to know something, we begin to get deeper into it. And it's, there's sometimes that, not just a, a yada, but there's an aha moment. Aha. Oh, like the lights go on. I begin to understand things that I didn't understand, I didn't perceive, I didn't know before. Some of it we begin to know as we go with, on with time. It says to know by experience, which means that there's time that passes. Experience is about us being, uh, 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 getting to know something by doing it or by being exposed to it. There's, there's a, a, a knowing that comes with time. And with the knowledge, and this is all, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this, and this is what I love. The, the, the Hebrew. I love the richness of the Hebrew that is not available in the English. There's a richness there. We can know something, but we don't necessarily act on it, or we don't acknowledge it, we don't recognize it. We don't admit it, we don't confess it. Oh, I know something, but it doesn't impact my life. There needs to be an impacting of our life around the knowledge of this passage, the knowledge of who God is. It needs to impact us <clears throat> as we recognize, as we admit, as we acknowledge, as we begin to confess. So it says, know that the Lord, He is God. Now let me just, <clears throat> you say, okay, yeah. Know that the Lord, he is God. The word Lord here is Jehovah, the existing one. I want you to know that God does not have, Jehovah means there is no beginning and there is no end. Jehovah, I am, always existed. Jehovah, always existed there is not a beginning and sometimes we, we can't we can't fathom it's 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 too much for our mind to comprehend 
the fact that he's always been. When, when Moses asked the Lord, well, who shall I say sent me? Tell him I am sent you. I am. Not I was or will be, but I am. I, I exist. Jehovah, the existing one. He exists. And he is God. Now, it's interesting. The word God here is used most times when you see the word God, you will recognize that this word is in the plural, is Elohim. Elohim. It is not Eloah, which is singular. It is Elohim, which is always in the plural. Always. Elohim. It, and the word Elohim is rulers or judges. So a ruler, Elohim, a ruler is one that is completely in control, is completely in charge, has all power, has all authority. That is the a ruler, and in this case is rulers. It also has to do with the fact of, of judge, judges. Elohim has to do with rulers and judges. And the fact that God judges. So you might say, what, is the, what does the judge do? The judge takes all the things of reality. I, I, I can remember my dad saying, not that there's, we, we know the saying, hey, there's two sides to a story. You ever hear that phrase? There's two sides to the story. My dad would say, well, and then there's the truth. We can have one person saying one thing and another person saying another thing, and who knows what's being said is the truth. Have you ever noticed, I know this is the case at times for me, is sometimes we leave things out that may be detrimental to us. We'll speak the truth but we'll, we'll leave out certain sections that may be detrimental to us. You know what? As we humble ourselves before the Lord, we, I, I, I have to admit, you know what? I haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet. God is a God that judges. He has the power to evaluate our actions and give judgment for the outcome of those actions. <clears throat> Elohim, God. Know the Lord. He is God. Know that Jehovah, the existing one, is ruler, rulers, and judges. Now, this thing of, of how the plural is beautiful. The very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible talks about God, talks about Elohim. And it talks about plural. One God existing in three persons. And we, we know from Old Testament and New Testament that God is not, when it comes to God, there being more than one being. They are one together in purpose and function and whatever. There's different functions around between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But they are one, one God and three distinct persons. <clears throat> 
The other aspect of Elohim, rulers, judges, divine ones. Divine ones, they are eternal. They are eternal. This, this word, um, there's no beginning, there's no end. They are beyond us. We are created beings. God was not created. God always existed. Now, Jesus incarnate, as in coming on this earth 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the Son of God existed. Jesus existed before he came to this planet. It didn't say that he started be, uh, at, at the moment that he was conceived, and, and that's when Jesus began. Absolutely not. Jesus always was. He came before. He's, in fact, he's always existed. He always existed. Now, we have the Holy Spirit as well. You might say, why is, is this so significant that we would know the Lord, the existing one, that he is God? Uh, to know that, that there is a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because when you know you have a Father, you know that you will be taken care of. When you have, you might say, but I'm flawed and faulted. I haven't arrived yet. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, took care of every single one of our sins. We have been forgiven. Not that we would continue to, God forbid, as, as Paul writes, that we would continue to sin. But we do have an advocate before the Father, as, as John writes, that one that stands between us and, and God the Father that advocates for us. But we have, a, we have Jesus Christ taking care of every single one of our, our sins and of our other different things that we may be flawed and faulted. And the beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit that helps to make, to change us to be more and more like Christ. There's beautiful things that are happening to us through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, <clears throat> this verse, know that the Lord, he is God, in the uh, New King James Version, if you can put that up, there's a semicolon. And I, I, you might, I often refer to this, in the King James Version, I, 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 and I wish the New King James Version would have kept the punctuation the same. Because it's a colon. It's a colon. And a colon in the, in the English language, if you ever want to know how do I use a colon, is one part of the sentence is equal to the other side. Just like one plus one is equal to two, or two is equal to one plus one. Both sides are the same. Whenever you put an equal sign in math, the, the, they're the same. They compute to the same thing. So the other side of this colon talks about some beautiful things here it says it is he who has made us God made you and not we ourselves God made us now yes there was the physical aspect of us coming to life at the moment of conception but before we even came to life God knew that we would exist. He, he predestined for us to exist and for us to have opportunity to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Because it is only as we respond to Jesus Christ that we are born of God. Let me just read a few verses here. John 1, verse 10. And this is regarding Jesus coming 2,000 years ago. He existed always, but he came. You might say, was he fully human? He was completely 100% human. And he remained fully God. He restricted himself to time. He restricted himself to a human body and to feel everything that we feel. In fact, to be tempted in all ways, just like you and I are tempted, he was tempted as, as we are, yet without sin. Look what it says about Jesus. Verse 10, John 1, 10, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He made that which exists. Let me read again. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He made the world. He, he, he allowed for all of us to come and be, to have life. And those that existed at that time, look what it says about those that were at that time, were he, who he was with at that time. It says, he came to his own, to his own people, the Jews, he was born of, of, of Mary, Jewish woman. He was Jewish. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. And for the most part, even to this day, 2,000 years later, most Jews do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Very few do. I believe it's less than 1% of all Jewish people on the face of this planet right now would say that Jesus Christ is Messiah. Most do not uh, believe that. But, verse 12, as many as received him, Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So as we believe in his name, Jesus Christ, and what he did for us on the cross, his name is always about, a name is about who you are, and who the things that you do, your reputation around who you, what you do. And so as we receive Jesus and believe in his name, Jesus Christ and him crucified, and we allow him to be a part of our lives or come into our lives, we are born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh. When it's coming, coming not of blood as in not of man, Man's blood, not, nor of the will of flesh, your parents, your, your father or mother, nor of the will of man, but of God, born of God, the moment we receive Jesus Christ. So it's saying that we would know that he made us, each one of you, the Lord has made as you received him. Not only were you made biologically so many X number of years ago when you were born, or conceived and then born, but you were made spiritually alive the moment that you confessed and believed in Jesus Christ. You confessed your sin, and you allowed him to come in your life, and you were born instantly by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you came to life spiritually. I say, praise God. I'm a child of God. You are a child of the Most High God, the existing one. Hallelujah. You're a child of the, of the, you say, is God going to see me through 
you better believe he's going to see you through. We don't always understand what we're going through. We don't understand why we're going through it. But I'll say this to you right now. God will see you through it. Now, I, let, me, let me just say, let me just give a little bit of, a, of an expansion to this. Listen, Julie and I, as our girls were growing up, we, we taught them. We were an example to them. We, we told them things that they could do and that they couldn't do. We told them how they should behave. We, we modeled as best as we could how they should behave. When they did the right things, there was a praise. And when there was wrong things done, there was consequences and discipline. The same thing happens to us as children of God. Sometimes the things that we do are because we are out of line. And so the Lord disciplines us. Sometimes we do things in disobedience. We know what we're doing is wrong. And there is oftentimes very strong discipline and very strong consequences that come. And some of it is the discipline is of God. Some of it is consequences for our behavior. But we are children of God. And I thank God for correction. I thank God for a God that says, don't do this. Why? Because you will have negative consequences. Well, I want to. And you go ahead and you do it and you wonder. You don't need to wonder too long. Well, you know what? I messed up. You know what? God doesn't just throw us and kick us out and just say, well, you're not going to be my son anymore or you're my daughter. But as we humble ourselves before the Lord, he is there to say, hey, as I confess, Lord, I'm sorry. Man, did I mess up? He forgives. But for goodness sake, don't keep doing the same thing. That's why it's so important that we heed the word of God. He made us. We belong to him. It says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are his. We, have, we were made in his image with free will. We can choose to do what is right and wrong. We can choose to obey God or not. We can choose to love God or not. That we would choose to do what is right before him. That we would choose to love him. That we would choose to submit to him. Listen to what it says in Romans 8, 28. I want to read a few verses here. This is a powerful, beautiful verse. It says, in verse 28, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. As we love God, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Submit to me. I'll keep your commandments, Lord. We so often want to do our own thing. I do my own thing. I feel like do this. I'm going to go ahead and do it because I can. The Lord says, you want all things to work out for good? Then love me. Love me. To love somebody as you get close to them. And for God to love God, Jesus said, hey, keep my commandments. You might say, ah, you know a child loves you when they keep your commandments, not out of fear necessarily, but because they love you. Because we can, we can have fear 
our parents, hey, abusive parents may do, make their children do certain things and they do it out of fear. But the moment they have a chance to get to run, they run and get as, as far away as they possibly can. But here that we would love God and that we would do those things that we are to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work out to, to, for good. Lord. So every negative situation that, that we may go through works for our good as, as we. We dictate. I've, I've said this before. We dictate the outcome of every negative situation. You're in a negative situation. You dictate the outcome by loving God or not or submitting to his will or not. If you don't do the two, love God and submit to his purposes, the negative situations may not work out. It's not God's fault. I got I to gotta make some changes. We're his people. I'm going to do that. So it's, it goes on to say, for whom he foreknew, he knew you before you even existed, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, to have an opportunity to become like Jesus Christ, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, Jesus coming to life, coming back to, to life, that we too can have brand new life. Not just physically, I'm talking spiritually. Our spirit will live forever. Either we'll be apart from God or we'll be with God. As we are born of God, we will be with him for eternity. Now, we would not let go of that. It's the most important thing. More, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. We were called. Whom he called, these he also justified. He made right in God's sight. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. And this word glorified has to do with an evaluation of who you are and saying, oh, man, you are so valuable to me. That's just one aspect of this word glorified. The Lord says, you are valuable to me. Wow. He is, it says we are his people and the shepherd of, or the sheep of his pasture, which means he is our shepherd. We belong to him. We are a sheep. We are in his pasture. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to lead you beside the still waters and into the green pastures. He, it's talking about taking care of us and watching over us. He will protect us. So it says here, what should we do with this knowledge? Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. There should be an overflow of praise that goes up to the Lord as we know this. That there would be a, a, an amen, a hallelujah, a praise to the Lord, a clap unto him as we sing and worship. It'd be like from all our hearts. It's like, oh man, God, you're an amazing God. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Lord, I'm going to serve you, not just here when I come together, but even as I would go out. Lord, my life, I submit to you. I willingly serve you. I'm going to do what you want so much as, as we are as adults. And, and, and I'll tell you, as we begin to grow up, I said this, last, this past week or so, I said the best grade that you can possibly teach is grade five. I always wanted to teach grade five. In fact, my second year of teaching, I applied. I said, I'll change. I want to get out of where I'm at, and uh, I want to I grade five. I was very specific. Well, I didn't get it. And I say, what's, what's so great about grade five? See, grade five, a student, and so you're talking about 10 years of age, roughly, is at a place where they're, they're still very obedient 
and compliant to you. They really want to please you, 10-year-olds. And they're not at a point of obnoxiousness yet, for the most part. When you get to grade 6, I'll tell you, and usually it's when the hormones start, puberty sets in, hormones, ho hormones start kicking in, and the next thing you know is is the kids that last year were the, the sweetest become quite obnoxious at times. You Grade 6 is not an easy grade, and it just gets worse. Grade 7 is even worse. And grade 8 and grade 9, grade 10, you know. And by grade 10, usually it's grade 10, 14, 15-ish. They come to a fork in the road if they are brought up as in a Christian home and have been exposed to Christianity and maybe even have given their life. They come to a fork in the road that says, will I serve God or not? Listen to you. Listen to me. If you're in grade 8 or 9, you might still be at a place, yeah, I'll serve God. I want to serve God. When you get to grade 10, especially, you get to the place of I've got a decision to make. Will I serve God or not? I pray to God that you would serve him. To serve the Lord with gladness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit to his will as an adult. I'm going to submit to what he wants, what's right before him. I'm going to come before his presence with singing. Then verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He's, he wants to take care of us. And then it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I, I want to touch on something that's a hot topic. Very hot. I'll tell you, there are such extreme views within the church on wearing masks or not wearing masks. I want, I want to be real with you guys. Is this thing going to save me? No. This will not save me. Where do I place my faith? In Jesus Christ and his finished work for me on the cross. Now, having said that, I can tell already that some of you say, Pastor, oh, you're touching something here. Be careful. I have, here's what I've, what we have in this place. We have two extremes. Mass or no mass. It's talking about entering into his gates. Well, here's something that's new. I am not here to tell you my opinion. I'm not here to tell you my opinion this at this time. Because my view on it will may be different than your view. And that's what I've come to recognize about entering into his courts. Do you know that there are there's nobody that has died in our church from COVID. The Lord has kept us safe. But let me say that. Yep, you go ahead. Clack the Some of you have had COVID. Am I afraid of COVID? I think I had COVID at the very beginning. I believe I had COVID. Didn't know it at that time. Uh, I think it was February 23rd. J uh, Jacqueline and I went to a Raptors game. 
and we were packed in with literally about 15 to 20,000 people. And going in, it, we were cramped side. We were like sardines, literally, as we were going into the arena. I think I picked up COVID. I had COVID. I had all the symptoms. I had COVID. Did the Lord keep me? Oh, absolutely he kept me. However, now let me just say this. There are people, families in this church that have lost loved ones. We have two families that I'm aware of at this point in time. One lost their brother. The brother didn't go to this church. Were they a believer? Yes, they were from COVID. One lost, actually two lost brothers. Another family lost another brother, just one in the first wave, one in the second wave. They lost a loved one. Was there something wrong with these individuals? Both of them seemed to be okay. There was nothing wrong with them physically. Uh, as far as, as I can tell, one was a doctor, was working with COVID patients, healthy, but working and exposed to COVID on a very regular basis. In fact, Pastor Nathan, they lost, Pastor Nathan lost a dear, dear friend and pastor at the church in Columbia because of COVID. 40-ish 40, 40 years of age in his 40s. Lost, lost, they just, just what, three, four weeks ago or six weeks ago? So, do I believe that, it, that COVID exists? Yeah. Am I afraid? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, let me just say this. 40%, 30 to 40% of our congregation has not come to church because of whatever reason. 40, almost 40%. This past week, I, I was in touch with about 50 different individuals and families this past week. Some of you received a text from me. Some of you received a call from me this week. I didn't even get to everybody. We have about 30 to 40% that yesterday as I texted and I, I used verse verses uh, four and five to enter into the gates with thanksgiving and to, into his courts with praise. And, and there was a response, and I said, I, I hope to see you soon. I am not here to judge what end of the spectrum you're on regarding masks or not masks. But let me just say this. I have some that are unable to wear masks, and I don't want those that are here to judge those that cannot wear a mask because of, of whatever reason. They're not wearing a mask, and people are, are being judged for not wearing a mask. And I don't want anybody to judge anybody that is wearing a mask. Now, here's what I would say. You say, Pastor, would you wear a mask? I will wear a mask for those that struggle with me not wearing a mask. I will wear a mask for their sake. 
So for the fellowship of the believer to enter in, will I wear a mask? Do I wear a mask in my car when my brother-in-law is there? You better believe I do because I want fellowship with him. I want fellowship with my brother and sister. And so if I have to wear a mask, if that's, gonna, if that's what it takes for them to be in the house of the Lord, then I'll, I'll wear a mask. There are some that would say, you know what? Oh, you're getting too close to me. You're not six feet away. And for whatever reason. So you, you will be on either one of these spectrums. Listen, I don't want anybody not to want to come to church because of fear of COVID. I, yesterday, when I was talking to people, they were saying, but I'm afraid. I have some that are saying they have not been in the house of the Lord for a, over almost a year now. And they were faithful. Why? Because they are concerned that they may pass it on to somebody else that is sick. And so they have not been in the house of the Lord. Listen, here's, you say, well, pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying this. If it's going to harm my neighbor by not wearing a mask, I will wear a mask. If it's going to harm my neighbor, their view is you're going to harm me by not wearing a mask. And they, their perception is that you need to wear a mask or you should wear a mask, then I will wear a mask. I have others that I will hug and they're open. Somebody wants to give me a hug, I'll give you a hug. Are you kidding me? You want a hug? You come to me, I'll give you a hug. What I'm saying is this, that we would do things in love. I'll tell you right now, do you want to know who would desire for us to have problems with each other regarding our views? It is not the other person. It is Satan himself desires for, for us to have division even within the church. Are you kidding me? Lord, I am going to love my brother and sister. And if it means wearing a mask, I'll wear a mask. If it means I don't take, I, they don't want me to wear a mask, I'll, I'll take the mask off in their presence. Now, in a, in a setting like this, I'll wear a mask. As I stand off here, because I know where, where a number of you stand and where numbers of you are. If I'm one-on-one -on -one with you or whatever, am I afraid to not wear the mask? Absolutely not. Why? Because we have a Father in heaven that is our shepherd and will watch over us and keep us. Now, having said that, do I, would I say, hey, was there something wrong with your, with your brother and the pa a pastor at your church? We don't know, but it was COVID that took him out. Did he have comorbidities? He did. He did have comorbidities. Should he have died at this point in time? No, he was just overweight and he had diabetes. And it took him out. I, I don't understand why. And I'm sure that there was prayer. I know there was prayer that went up. And I don't know why God took him home at this point in time, but he did. I don't know why some of our brothers and sisters had their brothers taken away. I don't know why. God knows why. 
in the bigger picture, you know what? For goodness sake, don't let this stop us from assembling together. Some of you might say, Pastor, I don't like your, I don't like your stance or your view. You know what? I love you. I love you anyways. I'm, you're, you're my brother. You're my sister. I'm your brother. You got to love me. If you don't know, just read first, the first letter of John. You've got to love me. And here's what it says. This is in Romans. Romans 13, verse 8. Because I've, I've heard both extremes. I've heard, listen, there are churches. There are churches at this point that are still not open. They have not opened for a year. There are churches. They say there are several thousand churches that will no longer open. They're finished. They're done. Why? They, they couldn't sustain. They took a view that was so extreme. It went way beyond mass. It went to another level. It says, we're not even going to gather together. There's another stream that says, hey, we're going we're gonna to go the other way. And I'm not just saying, well, we've got to play it safe and be middle of the road. Here's what I'm doing. Because you know what? I, I, I struggled and I battled with some of the things that are happening right now. And I want, I want you, if you have ought against a brother or sister about their stance, whatever side it is, mask or no mask or whatever in between, if you have a problem in your attitude towards them, you need to check yourself. You check yourself because it says in Romans 13, verse 8, it says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, all are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. You may say, Pastor, where do you, where, where? you know what? I like what they're doing down in, in Texas. They're leaving it up to the individual to, to say, we give you, you, we give you the right. We give you the right. All businesses, 100% of all businesses are open. They're saying, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. Is that approach that our government should take? I believe so. I believe that you people are mature enough to know where you are in your health, to know where you are in your faith and your, your trusting of the Lord, and to know also where your brother and sister is regarding their view of masks or no masks. And that you deal with it appropriately in love. So I, I, I do like what, what's happening in the States. And maybe it might translate to up here that we're not stuck. However, just a few statistics for you. And a few things. This is a few things that they've, they've said that may help. Um, and this is from doctors. Someone asked me a few months back, what I take, or what do you think about the vaccine? And we had this discussion a few weeks ago with the men's, with the men's prayer. 
personally. Now, that's a decision between you and, and that's your decision. You say, Pastor, would you take the vaccine? No. Why? This is my personal reason. You, you will do with it. With, I'm not going to tell you to d take it or not, but I'm going to say this. That vaccine, I'm sorry, most vaccines, they test for long term. You cannot, there is no long term testing of this vaccine. It's a different vaccine than the other vaccines. And the, the difference is this, that it purposely goes into your cell, whereas the other vaccine, it gets pumped into your uh, bloodstream and the body naturally responds to it in your bloodstream, just like a regular virus. This vaccine, mRNA, using mRNA vaccine, it goes into, it purposely goes into your cell and, and tells your cell, gets into with your, your other, the mechanisms of the cell to make a, a viral protein which gets throughout the, the, the body within the cell and pumped back into the bloodstream. And we don't know because this is new technology. They've been playing with it for the last 10, 15 years. But only now, as a crisis has come out, they're saying, well, hey, people are willing to take it. Will I take it personally? I will not take that vaccine. Why? Because I don't know what the long-term effects are. They even say on some boxes or whatever, uh, women and those that are pregnant do not take this. Whether they say that or not, I don't know. Openly. This messenger RNA vaccine, I, man thinks they know everything, they don't know everything. And now they have, they've, there are some that are making huge amounts of money and there is no accountability if somebody dies. There is, if somebody dies because of the vaccine, there is no accountability from the, the pharmaceutical drug companies saying we'll make compensation. No compensation. That scares me. What? You're not going to stand behind your this vaccine? So, I know I've taken, given you my view. In the end, if someone should take the vaccine, do you think for a second that I would say, oh, there's something wrong with you? Or, you know, absolutely not. You are my brother or sister that we would love one another. To all of this about entering in, we need to enter into the house of the Lord. We should not be afraid to enter into the house of the Lord to lift them up. Can I have the worship team come? You say, Pastor, what do I do? What do, I do? One thing, well, here's some practical things. This is what they've really said helps. One is uh, vitamin D3, which is sun, which is basically the, what we would get from the sun. We don't get enough because we're living in this in a northern climate, we're covered up. Even on sunny days, it's only our face, especially during the, the winter season. Vitamin D3, zinc, vitamin C. Do I believe in practical things? Sure, I do. Listen, you guys know where I was at. I was at a point where I needed medication. 
And this medication, I, I, as I looked at it, I thought, I can't take it. I can't take this cholesterol thing. There's, there's worse effects from the cholesterol pill than I, than I would changing some things. And I recognize sometimes you may have to take certain medications. But if I can change something naturally, I will do it naturally. And so one of the things that I had to do was I had to lose a lot of weight. You know, if you knew me from five years ago, I was about 50 pounds heavier. And so I, I did things in the power of the Holy Spirit to, to change where I'm at physically. I, and I asked the Lord every day, Jesus Christ and him crucified to help me with my weight. Jesus Christ and him crucified to help me with controlling myself in the things that I eat. Jesus Christ and him crucified to help me to overcome my own stinking flesh. Man, do I love chips. I love chips. Chips with chip dip. Mmm. I love Tostitos with salsa. I had some yesterday. I love chocolate chips, just whole. Not even the cookie, just chocolate chips. But listen, I gotta, I've got to watch myself. So yesterday, I know i got to walk. So the Lord gives me wisdom, and he gives me the strength that I don't have on my own by his spirit, because I say Jesus Christ and him crucified to help me so I can walk the, the, what I need to walk, because I can't do it by myself. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the discipline. So yesterday, I walked like literally, literally walked 15 kilometers. Why? And you say, wow, that's a lot of waste of time. The whole time I was texting and calling people. I walked 15 kilometers right here in the sanctuary. There might be uh, it's, it's wearing out. I always walk around the outside. 15 kilometers. Now, and it's not me, because I'm not strong enough. Oh, but he is. He is. Can we stand together? I love you guys. I know this is a little bit longer. I know we, we touched on something, and I, I want your heart. Listen, if you have a problem with somebody wearing a mask, change your attitude. I'm going to love them anyways. If you have a problem with somebody not wearing a mask, there's some people that cannot wear a mask. In fact, they, they have a hard time. They can't breathe. My wife is one of them. She struggles wearing a mask. Oftentimes, just even going out, going shopping or whatever, it's like, Dave, I got to stop. I'm not, I need more oxygen. For goodness sake, don't you judge somebody that's not wearing a mask. You say, well, but, but pastor, you, the Lord is going to watch over you. And if it's your time to go, it's not your time to go yet. You got things to do. I love you guys. And can we, I don't know what song, you, you, you put, sing a song that you want to sing. Myself, if I had my preference, be the last one. But I'll leave you to it. Or you, whatever, the, the first one, whatever you want. Uh, I will, I know I suggested something, but I don't want to voluntold you or tell you, I just want that we worship or praise him. And can we give the Lord a hand today? He is so good. I, I am so happy. I...
have missed preaching and teaching with people. And I have a few. I, can we give a hand to all those that are on our in our tech team that allow for it to go online, especially the last two and a half months? Can we give them a hand? And over the course of the last month, month and a half, our youngest that has said, you know what, we're willing to, to give up and come on a Friday night. We were recording on Friday nights, both Sunday and Wednesday. I'd change in between so that it wouldn't look like I was wearing the same thing. But I, I want to I give a round of applause for Kelvin and Blair that we're coming out on Friday nights to help out. In grade eight, and I tip my hat to you guys to say, you know what, we'll be out, we'll, we'll help out with, with the, uh, the recording and whatever, and learn, to learn new things, uh, so it's not always the same people back there. Thank you. It has been so good to worship the Lord together, and uh, whatever song, when, as, as soon as the song is done, let me, I'll just pray a closing prayer. Uh, just a few announcements. Our church is open. Come, come. Monday nights. It's been open all along uh, the last two and a half months. We've been open for men's prayer. Uh, we don't have to worry about um, 10 max now. We can come together uh, uh, regardless of numbers. Ladies, in the morning, 10.30, Tuesday morning, Wednesday to Saturday, 9.15. If you want to come early on a Sunday morning, there's not a directed prayer, but you can come and begin to pray for the service. Pray for the service Sunday morning. Worship team is here. If you get here even an hour before, uh, maybe pound on the door. I think they have the doors locked still. But uh, I know Julie's here around 930 or so. Come in and start to pray. God, move by your spirit at this time. All right? Uh, youth, yes, youth is happening every Wednesday. It was happening all along. Thanks, Pastor Joel and Pastor Nathan, especially Pastor Joel was doing the, the youth. And uh, young adults, Saturday mornings, 1030, come and uh, be a part of that. We had a, a whole group. It was so good to see them yesterday, uh, 1030, Saturday mornings. Lots of stuff happening. You can check it out on our, our website. Let's, let's praise him. And uh, let's, as we begin to praise him, let's give him a hand. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. For more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.